Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm back! Yeah! <laughs> hey! Buzz TV fans, what's going on? I'm Allie Kona Bradford here to break down another fantastic, exciting episode of Arrow. But first, before we do, of course, I have two amazing people across from me that I would love to introduce themselves. Hey guys, I'm Tari J. Miller. And I'm Katie Cullen. Hi all my buddies. So before I kick this off, I'm going to get up in front of the front camera, right? Because I have a shirt that I have to show to you guys because I showed you when we did news and gossip and I was so excited that I actually went online and I bought it. So hold on. <laughs> Hold, please. That's why you don't wear a tight jacket when you're trying to show people what you have on. Okay, here I am. Wait for it. Take a look at this, you guys. Take a look. Like Stephen Amell is watching. Fantastic. Uh, All you iTunes jump over to YouTube real quick. Yeah, and watch it. I wish Stephen Amell was watching. This is for you. Um, anyways, can you imagine? That happen. <laughs> all right. So going into show, right? Um, I want to start by talking with all the flashbacks going on in Hong Kong because I felt like it came full circle yeah. by the time the end of the episode went about. Yes. So we have a situation where Wifey is obviously really upset with her hubby. I mean, they're in a situation where they have to be where they're at and they have to get information via. Oliver, but still, she's not very nice. What is your guys' opinion on her? Well, I think she's aware that her family is very much in danger because of her husband's job and because of the hold that Amanda Waller has on him. And Oliver is symptom and somewhat a cause of all that because her husband has been tasked with keeping track of this guy, and this guy has proven to be a problem. So as soon as we get rid of this guy, she and her family can go back to being relatively peaceful. Because we still don't know what the debt that he mentioned is, and we don't know what he but did. But, here's the thing. It's not Oliver's fault that Hubby got himself into a situation with Amanda Waller. That was his oh, own no. doing. Right. You're absolutely and right. It's not. But... Amanda Waller's not there, and she can't yell at her, and she definitely can't go after Amanda Waller. But she can go after this guy who's making things difficult on her husband and was trying to escape earlier. Yeah, and Argus aside, he's still a giant freeloader. Like, I mean, okay, but he's not asking to freeload. He'd probably much rather be going home just as much as she'd rather him not be in her home. But still, yeah. you know, she's she has to feed him, clothe him, uh, wash him, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, he's nice. It's not like he's a big butthole. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
mean? Like, he's nice. I thought it was really cute. The scene with him and the little boy, the son, who's like, see, your memory is not bad. I thought right. that was really cute. He she also, just comes in. Ugh. Okay, go ahead. Well, he did try to escape earlier this season and almost got away with it, which would okay. have made things much, much more difficult on her husband. And if I remember correctly, that's actually the point where they moved Oliver into their home right. to make the point of, if you leave, these are the people that will suffer. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like being the bait, the collateral. She doesn't like being in this situation at all, especially if she'll be helpless to protect her son. Right. You know what's ironic about this, though? And I'm going to talk about it just because I've said it in past episodes, so I'm not spoiling but we talked about news and gossip that eventually one day she may very well be the person who's training Oliver. So I don't know if something will have happened to her husband or whatever, how that happens. But we know that she did sit him down and do the whole woo <laughs> memory moment. <laughs> no, do that again. Woo-sa. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Connecting to my Asian Kumbaya. roots. Hi. Anyway, uh, you know, but it's funny. It's leave me alone, okay? It's funny just because. I mean, you know, it's the shirt. It's the tank top. I attribute it to my Stephen Amell tank top. Um, You attribute your Asian roots to your Stephen Amell tank top. Oh no, no, I thought you were saying. Never mind. Okay, we're we're on two totally different topics right now. I think we are. Let's let's meet in the middle. Okay, okay. So let's go back to the candle. Right? They have this meditation moment, and you know, here's. Oliver, he's a little naive, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, hey, it worked. Thank you. And she's like, B-I-C-T-H, get out of my house. Like, <laughs> as soon as you can, please. Do you think we have audience members who can't spell? Hey, you know, I'm just trying to be politically <laughs> correct, okay? You, you know what? These hosts, who hired these hosts? Who hired them? Did you miss us? Sure. <laughs> Did you miss us? I mean, only a fraction of a bit. It just wasn't the same watching Arrow last week. Yeah, we missed you too. Aww. Aww. Boo, I missed you guys too. We didn't have any news or gossip. Ooh, it was well, sad. Have no fear. I got plenty of that tonight. <laughs> like, good, juicy stuff too. So. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, home. You at home. You have to stick around till the end, because... Using gossip. All right. Going back into the show, let's go into present day moment. Who do I want to start with? Let's start with all the guilty signs. Okay. (laughs) Why are you laughing? There are so many references here, and they're all like anime and whatnot. Just, we killed a man, and then we wrote guilty in his blood. Could you be more melodramatic? Right. It's TV. It's TV, but it's also like, seriously? Yeah, seriously, it's a superhero show. Like, if this was, I don't know, Teen Wolf. Well, they'd probably do it. <laughs> yeah. but I wouldn't put anything past Teen Wolf at this point, right? But, but like CW shows, you gotta lo- enjoy the little campy, weird things that they can get away with. Like, if it was any other show, then you'd be like, why? But I, I enjoy the guilties. I'm just really amused that this sidekick that we have, who was the murderer, Isaac, was it? Yes, that. Isaac is running around killing all these people and writing guilty. But okay, because he's trying to. Okay, it's a red herring, yes. But where did he get this mustache twirling villainy idea? To I'll just do this. I don't know. I you know, and I didn't even pick up until somebody else. I don't know if it was Detective Lancer who had made mention of it. But you know, these bodies are being hung like punching bags. Yeah. What? Like that, okay. Um, but and, and I will say it's this: drama. It's great. I will say this, and this is not to be rude by any means towards the actor, and I don't mean to be controversial, controversial. But 
when we first hear the guy and he's got the mask on, you don't know what he looks like. And I don't remember specifically what he said, but I remember thinking, he's ghetto? I don't know what he said, but just the way he said it, I was like, who is this person right now? You could have cast anyone, but our mass murdering sidekick gone bad had to be a black guy. But it's not even that. It's not, I'm not saying he's ghetto because he's black either. It was the way he said whatever he said. Um, it just came out like real, real uneducated. How well, about that? I think, well, the the premise of his character is that he grew up in the Glades, like in okay. the, in the okay. projects. And but so did Ted. Right, but Ted's had years to kind of further progress himself. This kid was picked up off the streets, made into a vigilante, and then he was captured and, and tortured and just now got away and started doing his own right. vigilante True. thing. I do feel like they played towards stereotypes in this I mean, one, well, Yeah, I mean, but television. And what I will say, though, about him is when he did reveal himself, when he did take the mask off, I looked at him and went, oh, that voice went with you? Because... Mm-hmm. That's not what I expected. His voice was so growling and deep. I expected somebody with this really, not harsh face, but harsh face. And then you have a pretty boy. I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense aesthetically for me. I don't know. No? No? I, mean, I couldn't get past the stereotype. Uh, I, I could okay. not get past. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel so bad saying I mean, this sitting next to you. Go on. <laughs> Well, Hollywood has this really bad habit of casting people who aren't white as villains and then stereotyping them as such, and it's stunningly racist. Yeah. And I, I, you probably have a really good point with the voice thing, but I just couldn't get past the the bad guy had to be black. Seriously, well, yeah. I mean, uh, couldn't if, have if, some if jerk white. Hey, hey, Ted, Ted is not a villain yet. He, he, he. Not to say that he will be Wildcat, but. I'm he not was, saying anything he was, about Ted. He was Latino, like and he's a good guy. He was a former vigilante. True. Yeah. I like Ted. I have no problems with Ted. I know Ted's our audience is well aware yeah. of the fact that I have problems with some people, but I uh, have no problems with Ted. I just, we took the incredibly violent, one-off villain of this episode, and we pulled for a racial stereotype. And it maybe, wasn't egregious, I mean, but it was still there. Right. It's. I mean, it's a common practice. If, if I mean, uh, minorities are typically cast as either expendable characters or villains. It happens. I mean, I, I will say that this this show uh, is a, a little better about it. Like, we have yeah. Diggle, who was an original character. Right. Yeah. Um, Wildcat is, I, I think in the comics, he's not traditionally a Latino person, but now he is a person of color. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they, I'm willing to forgive it in that, like, they've had a pretty good track record, and he True. didn't die. So I was like, all right, cool. He's yeah. alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but I want to talk about the... We were all laughing, and I think you got the most kick out of the fight that we had between Oliver and Ted. <laughs> and I honestly, I didn't expect him to... You are just giddy like a schoolgirl, aren't you? <laughs> I didn't expect him really to be a former vigilante. This. And when I saw the knuckle thing and like, oh, he used to be a murderer and blah, blah, like things already started cracking and going in my head. And it was cool to see the fight between the two of them because you have this former pro boxer who's throwing punches and then you got the era who's slightly mixed martial arts-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He got a few blows in him, but I'm going to let you talk about the highlight of that scene. I'm give it to you. <laughs> I have to say that my introduction to Green Arrow as a character was Justice League, the animated shows. Mm-hmm. So we had all of the fun comic book tropes that they brought in in, in there. 
many of which we haven't seen on this show because the show's a little too serious business for some of them. So they're fighting in the middle of a bunch of boxing equipment, and he stabs an arrow through a boxing glove and shoots it. And we have the boxing glove arrow on air, and I lost it. That, that That's all I could hope for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your life is complete now. You're good. Pretty much. Pretty much my life is complete. I am so happy. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> well, this is like 12-year-old Katie going, they did the thing. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. There were some other references. We'll talk about the references later. Let's, oh, let's yeah. keep talking about the relationship that builds between Oliver and Wildcat, which is not necessarily a relationship because obviously he thinks, you know, that he's originally the killer. But let's talk about the fact that Wildcat is training Laurel and you get the the protective boyfriend thing going on. You as a man, how do you think, do you think it was <laughs> I got the eyebrow from him <laughs> as a man. As a man. As a man. <laughs> You as a man. Okay, how do you perceive this? Do you think that Oliver is really just looking out for her well-being because he cares about her? Or do you think there's an inkling of jealousy? Because, you know, Wildcat, he's he's a good-looking dude. Give us uh, your manly opinion. Well, from the man's perspective, I'd I like say that, that uh, <laughs> I actually felt like Oliver was really... He cares about Laurel, and they've already done their thing, and he's been over Laurel for a while. <laughs> and so... And then, and that actually what happened? <laughs> and then, oh my god! <laughs> and it I faded. It faded. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, should I commit to this? And then I just you should I just not. commit to the end of the sentence at least till you hit a period. <laughs> Thank you for giving us the best moment we've had so far this episode. Oh, that's Thank awesome! So anyway, back to your opinion, uh, and man. <laughs> So, as a man, I feel like he was just looking out for her. He doesn't want her to end up like Sarah. Um, right. I mean, and it, for me, that every time he has this whole, like, don't be a vigilante thing, it takes me back to that moment um, a few episodes ago when he was taught, when he, being Oliver, mm-hmm. was talking about him seeing Sarah on the table and thinking that that could be him one day. Yeah. And so, like, that is the perspective that I feel like he's coming from. So not at all a jealousy, possibly the two of you could start dating, and I don't know how I feel about that. That didn't cross your mind. Nope. Oh. I don't think it's a shipping perspective either. I don't think he's looking at this going, you are not allowed to date my girl. Well, not I think yet. No. I don't want her involved with someone dangerous. Despite the fact that she's been involved with someone dangerous for well over a year. <laughs> he's protective. He's also a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. Well, you so. know, Daddy Lance did say, boy, you know how to pick him. Well, she dated bro- uh, Brother Blood last right. season. Right. That's, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Winner. But, you know, I want to say this. I wrote this quote down, not that it's super long, but just in case I don't want to misquote. She had said at the very end of the episode to Ted, you know, she's trying to convince him to continue to train her. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And she says, I want you, dot, 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 to give me the tools to get justice for my sister. But in between where those dot, dot, dots were having, I was thinking, hmm, you want him <laughs> to, to join the army. To train you. Yeah, right. The U.S. I'm army. I'm like, hidden message, hidden message. If, I mean, if that were me anyways, that's something I would say just because I'm stupid like that. You but, are you know. a shipper on deck. I am. I really am. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with being a shipper on deck. 
<laughs> it's an issue. I think I ship everybody, but that's okay. They're, they'd be cute. They'd There's be cute. No, uh, like I've said, why have a ship when you can have an armada? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, they are kind of setting them up to be kind something. Of a thing. I mean, seriously, okay. Realistically, the CW show, you got two really good looking people. They're fighting, they're taking aggression out. La right. la la la. I mean, an episode or two from now, it's going to turn into a makeout scene. Fight, fight, fight. Let me grab kiss, your face kiss. and make you out. Or fight, make fight, out with fight. you. Kiss, kiss, yeah, kiss. <laughs> yes. Anyway, okay. I don't want that to happen. Well, who you? Honestly, no. I'm just saying from a character standpoint, Laurel has been the person who has been passed around from guy to guy to guy on this show. And it hasn't come across as being passed around. It's been, you know, relatively organic every time. So you but think she's I'm a so floozy? Ti- no, I am just so tired of it being, well, she can't have a friendship with a guy. Obviously, she's got to fall in love with him. No, just let them have this master-apprentice relationship. Let them okay. have this friendship without it having to turn into some romance. Okay. Plus, I feel like not only does she not have time for romance right now, but she is not in a stable enough mindset to handle anything close to that. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> so you're going to have to wait for it. I'm not oh, saying, no, Thank how you. dare you ship it. I'm saying, mm, I'd prefer it to go this way. Okay, fine. I'm not trying to sink your ship. No, no, it's okay. No, okay, but I'm just finishing up the topic of Wildcat. I will say what I liked about him, you don't laugh at me. Okay? I'm not laughing at you. Every time someone says Wildcat, I want to go, what team? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a problem. Anyhow, um... I will say the thing that I did admire about him is he took the fall when his Roy, if you will, when his guy with the red, the way he referred Roy, mm-hmm. took the went a little crazy, obviously. He took the blame for the murder. He quit doing the vigilante thing. But it's like he took the full responsibility, and he didn't have to do that. And just the same way where he was willing to go to jail until Laurel was like, hey, what are you doing? Prior to that, he was just not content, but willing to take the blame for it was like something like 18 murders yeah knowing it that it was bad. his old homie you know yeah so i mean in that sense he's a respectable dude in my book like that earned some respect for me i agree me. i concur i i don't have anything else to say to <laughs> okay, that. Well, i'm with you okay well then let's move on to roy and all his dreams we had said <laughs> it and i know you said it was too easy but please expand upon it was just too obvious. We are too early in the season. It's too conclusive for it to be, oh, yeah, he dreamed he did it, and therefore he did it. We are, what, six episodes in? Seasonal mystery solved! Mm-hmm. It was just uh, okay. too easy, especially for a show that has proven that it does the slow build up over time, and we don't start getting answers until we're at episode 15 or 16, and then it's a wild ride to the finish. Right. Right. So then... For you, what did you think when the evidence started coming through when Felicity was like, well, sorry to tell you, but judging by the velocity of this and that and the arrow and the angle, yeah, inconclusive. Yeah, it was definitely like, even she was still on the fence about it. Um, So I wasn't 
super prone to believe the evidence, though I was really hoping that he was going to turn out to be the killer. Really? I was. Huh. Why? Because I wanted to see that unfold over the rest of the season, just them dealing with, do we kill him? Like, what, do we turn him in? Like, the police don't know that she's dead. Like, so, just, I wanted to see that whole thing unfold between the team, because they've, they, the season started with them as such a tight-knit group that they're like, all right, we've got our stuff together, and I wanted to see them kind of deal with this kink in that whole system. Right. I mean, but how how would it be okay for them to go about killing Roy? Two wrongs don't make a right. And if he doesn't remember what he did while he was doing A, not his fault that he was shot with Mirakuru. Right. B, he didn't remember any of that. So how mad can you really be at somebody? You're mad at the situation, but can you be mad at him? Yes. I mean... Doesn't have to be rational, can, but yeah. yes. Okay. Emotions I mean, are. Laurel actually was, but... <laughs> So Laurel walked away from this still thinking that he was the murderer. Oh, that's true, huh? Well, I mean, we close the episode with our candle burning session. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cute. You know, it, it was worked. cute. Yeah. And it, it it was good to see what we saw in the flashbacks come full circle. Right, right. I will say this. I was a little shocked with Diggle because when they had the conversation, Roy had left. I don't remember who had said, just let him go. And then... Diggle brought up the fact, well, I'm going to go get him. And I thought Diggle, being the voice of reason, was, I'm going to go get him. Let's talk this out. Let's deal with this. Instead, Diggle started going on about justice and about, Oliver, you need to cut him loose. And I went, really, Diggle? Really? You're the last person I thought. I think Oliver is Diggle's priority. And I think he's also starting to see the problem with keeping on people with... um I'm lacking a word shaky here. Shaky backgrounds. Shaky backgrounds, shaky alliances, shaky loyalties. We did just have an episode where he got completely hosed by a guy in the same organization as him that he was trying to help. Mm. So he may see the potential for that issue in Roy, especially since we've just dealt with Wildcat and Isaac. Right. And he probably does not want the same thing to happen. So he sees it as a very... I keep losing words tonight. Pragmatic way. Just, he's a murderer. He did this. He's going to be more problems than he's worth. Turn him over to the justice system. We're done. We can't have double standards because that's when we start thinking we're better than other people and we lose sight of what we're here to do. And he's got a point. He really does. We don't like it because we like Roy and, you know, it's too obvious he didn't do it, et cetera, et cetera. But had Roy been guilty, Diggle does have a solid argument. True. That's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I do appreciate the fact that Oliver took the time to believe in him. And obviously, you know, that whole conversation was put in place for a reason in regards to Isaac and him being abandoned Mm -hmm. and turning into this yada, yada, yada. And I actually really liked the conversation that Ted had with Oliver because for whatever reason, Oliver actually listened to him. Mm -hmm. Or no, excuse me, did not listen to him. I stand corrected. When Isaac was like, hey, don't make the same mistake I did. Learn from my mistakes. Don't cut him loose. Or cut him loose sooner than later. And I love that Oliver was like, no, but see, that was your mistake. Like, your dude, your sidekick, Isaac, obviously felt lost, betrayed, and abandoned. And all these things happened to him. So, of course, not that he had a great reason to come back and do all the things he did, but don't do that to somebody. Yeah. Well, lost, confused, abandoned, and then, what, a decade of physical torture on top of that? Yeah. And that's enough to screw you up if you're in a good state of mind, right. which right. he wasn't. Right. Plus, we had something, I think it was late last season, 
with Oliver cutting Roy loose when he just kind of went, nope, done. Yeah. And that didn't end well for anybody involved. <laughs> right. Never does. So I, I, I think Oliver's figured out that much. It's like, right. no, I can't just drop him like a sack of potatoes. That doesn't work out. No. And I would be very disappointed if he did, to be honest with you. But I do, where was the, there was a moment, oh, when Roy actually said it. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the fight scene. The driving <laughs> yes. fight scene. Oh, yes. Great. great scene. I don't know how the guy didn't pick up, Isaac didn't pick up the fact that Laurel was making a phone call, because there's her phone bright as day, lit up, <laughs> saying, Felicity. But whatever. You can miss a lot of things when you're focused on one particular okay. thing. And yeah. Okay. He was pretty focused. Okay. We well, get the feeling he wasn't the sharpest guy. Probably not. No. Probably not. But I did enjoy the drive scene because as I'm watching it, you know, the, you've got this high action chase, and then there's Oliver shooting arrows and this and that and whatever, and Laurel's driving and going crazy and whatever. And I'm like, go Laurel, go Laurel, ah, uh, yeah, kick him out the car, whatever. And then they <laughs> crashed. I don't understand how they didn't have any boo boos after all that. Neither of them. I mean. I get it wasn't a serious crash. Seatbelts save lives. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> well, Seatbelts save lives, man. Either way, Roy comes to the rescue. And again, really loving Roy's stunt work. If that is Colton Haynes, I am not quite sure if it's him or a double, but parkouring, on point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. And I think it's a great different element because... Oliver has his own way of fighting, and mm-hmm. we talked about very martial arts-esque, and not to say that Roy isn't, but he's a street kid, yeah. if you yeah. will, and the parkouring is somewhat related, if you will, for lack of better words, to tricking. Tricking and tricking leads also to breaking, right? So, like, you, it just makes sense for me, for, and this is my own personal opinion as a dancer, as somebody who has dabbled in breaking. Uh, I see the correlation, and to me, it's just such a smart move to make him fight like that. Yeah. Well, and he was already into fist fighting and whatnot before Oliver started training him. Right. So he learned more street fighting, and that's not going to have the dance-like qualities of mixed martial arts. It's going right. to be very different. Right. But he does. Ha- but what I'm saying is, like, with the parkouring that he's right. doing, yeah. that's very yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. It's to show that he's like young and spry. Like Oliver doing that would be like, I don't think so. What? But he's, he's an excellent oh, shape. I'd buy he's Oliver in, he's doing in great that shape, too. but he's he's bulky. Whereas Roy is more uh, lean, and you can imagine him doing all the parkoury things. It's outside of Oliver's style. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I can definitely agree. Well, you think about it, Oliver did get trained by, for lack of better words, Asian people. You know, I mean, I'm Asian, I can say yeah. that. But, you know, <laughs> so that Slade. makes sense. Yeah, Slade, who was also, well, he was in Slade the same was region. Slade team heavy. <laughs> he was team heavy? Is that what you said? He was the team's heavy. He was oh, the big guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miss Slade. I hope he. I hope he makes a comeback. He's not gone permanently, but I hope he makes a comeback. Sure, I have like a Hannibal Lecter moment or something. <laughs> I will say this though: the one person I'm wondering about, and maybe I just have bad memory because I do. I'm not gonna lie. But what happened to Sin? Where is she at? Sin hanging out, I guess. Um, Sarah's little short hair girl. Yeah, where yeah. did she go? She hasn't know. shown up at all this season. And you know what's funny is actually Sarah now has died with the secret of knowing that she knew Sin's father. And the reason she looked after Sin is because she sought her out after her father passed away. Right. I wonder if the actress no longer has a contract with the studio. 
I mean, I don't it's know. possible. She did well, and the character is also probably used to Sarah disappearing into the ether at times. So right. she may just be out. But of she the was loop. homies with Roy. Was yeah. Okay, was maybe they're not anymore. I mean, she may show up. I mean, we're st- we're only halfway through the season. Like, this is true. And we uh, did have a time skip. True. So who Very knows true. what happened in that time? Very true. Okay, so I feel like I've ran through a lot of my notes, but you guys, holler at me. Is there anything that I missed this episode that we really need to rehash? Arsenal. Yes, oh, thank yes. you. The name drop. Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy. Because, again, this is another thing that happens in the comics. He goes from Speedy to Red Arrow to Arsenal. I believe that's the order. Hmm. At some point, he goes by Arsenal in the comics, and it's kind of distancing himself from being just the sidekick. He's not Red Arrow. He's not Speedy of the Teen Titans. He is his own person. Right. And at no time was he ever called Speedy during the show. He, like, skipped the evolution. Not that that's a bad thing, but... Speedy was uh, Oliver's nickname for Thea. Thea. Yeah, well, yeah. in the show, yeah, right. So yeah, that so, was already burned at that right. point. Yes, that was people watching the first season going, "Wait, is she going to be the sidekick?" And then no, that obviously never panned yeah. out. Girls but, still learning how to fight, though. Yeah. She's going to be girls. somebody. She's yeah. going to be somebody. But the the speedy name drop early, early, early on was right. led to theories about well maybe she's going to be Red Arrow, right. maybe she is, and then we actually did have the introduction of Roy. So the name drop for Arsenal, and then him picking up that name and most likely running with it, is going to be a turning point for his character. It's him coming into his own. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Again, I'm really happy. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Getting like a schoolgirl. Good episode. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we've covered a lot of this episode, so I want to get into our news and gossip. Okay. TV news. All right. So, of course, y'all know me. I have pictures. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, thank you so much. Make sure you comment and rate us. Give us lots of stars because we love stars. And if you are listening to the podcast, make sure you go onto YouTube and watch us on YouTube so you can see all these Fabulous pictures. You can see my tank top, all that good stuff. All right. So, Ari and I look nice too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. We always of look course. nice. Okay. So, I felt the need to pull up this picture of Chris Noble, who plays Raza Ghoul, just because it's so interesting to see. I wish I had a side by side of him as Raz. Not that it's a huge transformation, but for whatever reason, to me, it was. I don't know. That's just me. So, that's why I picked this picture. Anyways, let's move on to the next, shall we? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! So many pictures. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's okay, that's okay. Okay, so this picture right over here behind this plastered mask is actually Superman. Well, not really, but, you know, Brandon Ralph. Ralph. Am I saying it right? Okay, Brandon Ralph. He's getting fitted for a mask. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. He's already getting fitted for a mask. Already, like we're not six episodes in. Well, no, I'm just saying we haven't seen much of him. We haven't learned much about him except for the fact that he came in and he swooped up Queen Consolidated and he's got a thing, maybe, for Felicity. That's all we know about him. So clearly there's going to be some really heavy stories, I would like to think, coming up soon in regards to him. So, Well, and we are going to have that crossover with The Flash in a couple of episodes. And The Flash is the half of this world where people are starting to get superpowers. Right. Mm -hmm. So it may well happen there. We don't know yet. Hmm. We'll see. All right. Next picture, please. 
Okay, so this is the other tank top that you can get. I was really trying to decide between the two. This one says training to be a hooded vigilante with a big old weight and bow and arrow and hood. And, yeah, I was really torn. And I just, yeah, I went for the Stephen Amell one. But either way, I just wanted everybody to know that it is available. I'm trying to remember the name of the website, and I feel like it's something, something apparel. I know that's not helpful, <laughs> but if you just even in your search bar put training to be a hooded vigilante or squat like Stephen Mel's watching, it will pull up. Yeah. So you boom. Can tweet it out too. Okay. Yeah. Good thought. <laughs> Next picture, please. Speaking of workouts, I don't know how real this is, but I found it's a cover or to a Kindle, and it says the Arrow Workout by I can't read the name, but what's interesting is it's actually a picture of Diggle's abs. That is not Stephen Mel. Oh, is it? That's true. Nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. Someone <laughs> needs to get their pictures correct, because I believe in the small writing in the bottom, it says, like, how to get a body like Stephen Amell or something. Yeah, it does. Like, so you should probably put Stephen Amell on the cover. Well, it's like Stephen Amell. But it's oh, Diggle's no, body. It's, it doesn't right. matter. It's Diggle's body. <laughs> but it's like Stephen Amell. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Ish. <laughs> Next picture, please. Oh, I just thought it was cool. It's them doing a table read, hence the name, Table Read. Mm -hmm. But I always thought it'd be cool to see what it actually looks like when they're going about doing their business. So here you go. Next picture. Okay, and then we also, this goes into our predictions. We don't need the fancy music because I'm going to go back into news and gossip. But obviously, we saw Cupid, and you had made reference, Good Eye, because you kept seeing her. I didn't see her. When did you see her? She showed up as an extra twice. Once when there were all the police around the um, gym and they were walking out of the gym and there's, you know, police and reporters and then this woman with bright bottle red hair and a leather jacket. And I was looking at that going, that is a really, really odd extra to have. She's not a reporter. She doesn't fit in. Second time was when they were coming out of the theater after they had arrested Wildcat, and she was there, too. Again, really weird place to have an extra that sticks out like that. Mm -hmm. And then she shows up at the end of the episode, and it's like, oh, you! You weren't an extra at all. I'm glad you caught that, because that... Over my, I didn't even see. Did you see that? Um, I noticed her the first time, not the second time. I huh. just thought it was really odd because that was really, really bright hair right. for someone who's supposed to be a part of the crowd to have. Mm. <laughs> just trying to fit in, guys. All right, let's go into. Oh, okay. So here's my gossipy gossip. Right, this is a fairly normal picture. It's a picture of Colton Haynes and Emily Bett, and you know they claim to be best friends, besties. Go to our next picture, please. And this is them being besties again on set. And then go to my next picture. That don't look like bestie territory. And if you are listening to the podcast, it's a picture of them in New York City, cheek to cheek, taking a picture. And here's the reason why. And maybe I'm late on the news flash that they are a couple because there's been speculations. But every time asked that I know of, they say no. And he, Colton Haynes has been openly in a relationship with another male. Granted, I think he's also been attached to females as well. So I'm not quite sure where he's at at this point in his life. But let's go to the next picture. And that's looking real, real cozy, too. I don't know where that is. But me and my gay bestie, because I have one, we don't cuddle like that. You know? You next picture. You don't get that cozy with your no, 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 we don't. Really? I mean, really? There's another one, right? And then next picture, please. See, okay, there's Aww, chemistry. Best friends. Best friends that are clearly almost forehead to forehead giggling and looking amorous of each other. And if they are a couple, I mean, congratulations. I think they are absolutely adorable. Next picture. 
Yeah, and that's like three inches from a lip lock. Unless that was staged and posed, I think it's a great picture. But um, that leads me to believe that quite possibly they are a couple. But that's just me. Maybe. You guys can tweet at me, by the way. Someone's probably going to yell at me. You can leave comments at the bottom (laughs) of our YouTube channel as well. Because, again, maybe I am late on the news and I had no idea. But, yeah. I'll wait on confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, they'd be a really cute couple. I'm shipping them. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I don't know what... You leave me alone. I like ships, okay? Yes, but this is shipping real people, and that's different. Hey, Bradgelina, uh, Benifer, there were ships and real people in... Yes, but they were actual relationships. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Anyways. I'm a little Let too in touch fun. with the RPF side of fandom to... Yeah. Okay, well, anyways, let's go into our predictions. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. Maybe? Nope. We're waiting on the light show. I can make music if you guys like. (laughs) 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 Predictions? Okay, let's go into predictions. Oh, hey, look at that. Great timing. Can yours be the prediction sound forever? Yeah! Put me me on a track. (laughs) Okay, so... I didn't really give a prediction. I'm going to let you guys go first, and then I'll give my piece. Put me on the spot. Nope, you go. (laughs) Nope. All right. Um, (laughs) Denied. All right. Well, uh, now that we have this new person, uh, Cupid, introduced, I assume that she's going to be adversarial, but it'll be kind of more of a she's going to be trying to win uh, Arrow's heart as she's doing her villainy, if she even does villainy. Um, so it'll be kind of like she'll be his joker, but... I'm pretty sure she murders people. Probably. Yeah, you know, we were talking about the fact that she's also referred to as the cutter. She's just cute. I love the fact that when the guy's like, who are you? Cupid stupid. I don't know why I thought that was cute. cute. stupid. Oh, no. But she's referred to in the spoilers, if you will, as Carrie Cutter. So same person. I I mean, I've read about it. I just don't remember. So I apologize, guys. And if you were tweeting at me, Ryan Wood Allison, I don't have my phone on me. So I am not getting it. If you are, I'm just saying, just putting it out there. Well, and she was created by the showrunner. While he was writing for the comics. Yes, yes. So it makes sense that she would show up eventually. Yeah. Um, do you want to give some some predictions, or shall I? Uh, those were it. Okay, so <laughs> my predictions are cheat predictions, because I read spoilers, but I'll just expand on them. Go for it. So, apparently, <laughs> Brandon Routh, who I... For Ray, sorry. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Ray is going to ask Felicity to be his date for a dinner, a professional dinner. But, with that information, my prediction is he's going to come on to her totally going to come on to her and she's going to be on the fence about it just because she's already made her decision that she's not going to wait around for Oliver so she might just you know what fluff it with the <laughs> F-L-U-F-F-P-S I'm being politically correct uh, yeah and just might go for it and see what he has to offer my other one is Thea's going to be in the next episode and apparently Yay. come across a DJ who is played by Austin Butler from Carrie Diaries. I showed a picture of him in one of our other news and gossips. And he's going to be playing a guy named Chase. And so when he comes into the club, she's going to be like, hey, boo. <laughs> and who knows? I you just have your shipping goggles on tonight, yeah, don't I do. you? Take them off. You really Take them do. off. Put them over to the side. <laughs> okay. I'm done. That's done. I'm done. On your end. Okay. I worry about Ray coming on to Felicity because, and the commenters are going to get on me again. Hi, guys. I read everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He doesn't know how to take no for an answer. Right. 
and I just worry about that playing out. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see if I have anything to say about that next week. But I don't think Felicity is in no territory. P.S. Just to cut into your prediction. She's told him no in other ways before, in other aspects. No, I don't want to work for you. No, I don't want to do this. Quit stalking me. And he doesn't know how to take no for an answer. And now she's working for him. Yeah. So, again, I worry about this going into other territory. I worry about consent issues coming up. And I don't trust a CW show to uh, handle them very well. Mm. So again, we'll see if I have anything to say about that. I might be worrying for nothing. It's entirely possible. I have no idea who the killer is at this point. I'm still kind of holding on to the Lazarus Pitt Tommy Merlin theory. Some people theorize that it's Thea. I don't think so because uh, the new forensic... Wow, I'm losing words all over the place tonight. The new forensic information, there we go, that we have that corresponded with Roy's story of throwing the arrows, of them being fired from a lower vantage point. Thea's not as tall as Oliver, but she still stands in that average range, and we don't know that she's been trained with a bow. We see her being trained with a sword. We have no idea if she knows how to shoot. That also puts the Black Archer out of the way because he's obviously in Oliver's range. So either we have a very small assassin, we have someone else who had... Tari, are you okay? Sorry, I I had a thought. Do you want to share with the class? Oh, I was like, what if Sin's the killer? She's a tiny lady. But it's, does she have the? No, f- she loves her. Or maybe it's a sick it's kind of all, love she yeah, can't have she's her. Been paying it. She's been uh, playing her this whole time. She works for Argus. These are my new predictions. <laughs> and comment, comment, comment below. We hate him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, yeah. just, I'm expecting it to be an assassin or someone with a different methodology than the usual archers that we've seen, given the new information. Of course, okay. it could be a corrupted scan. Who knows? Everything has been inconclusive so far. So Good times. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I think we've wrapped pretty much everything that there is to cover on tonight's show. So I'm going to leave you with this. My name is Allie Kona Bradford. Please follow me and talk to me all about Arrow. You can follow me at Kiss My Passport. You can also go onto my website, be nosy, and check it out. I don't mind. It's com backslash television host. The end. Your turn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kia J. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on the Sword Art Online, Z Nation, and Star Wars Rebels panels. Yay! All right, well, thanks, guys, so much. We will see you next Wednesday. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 